This is KJZZ's Sun Up. It is your daily news update from here in Phoenix on our state and region. Hi, once again, I'm Phil Latzman. This podcast, a daily digest of the news events here in Arizona. It is Friday. Good work. We've made it February 23rd, the date. It's great to have you along, and let's get right to it. Arizona is seeing billions of dollars coming in from leading-edge technology companies. Those companies will create tens of thousands of jobs, but as Bridget Dowd reports from the education desk, school leaders are concerned there may not be enough educated Arizonans to fill them. The presidents of Arizona's three public universities got together this week to talk about the state of higher education. One of the biggest problems discussed was that while the state's economy ranks among the top in the country, Arizona is among the bottom in educational attainment. Northern Arizona University President Jose Luis Cruz Rivera says seven out of ten high-paying new jobs require some type of post-secondary education. So unless we figure out how to create the conditions for more Arizonans to have access to quality educational opportunities, and benefit from this booming economy, then we're really not living up to our full potential. He says that's why they've created a universal admissions program where no student who applies will get a letter of rejection. Rather, NAU will offer a new pathway through a community college with guaranteed admission once they're ready. Bridget Dowd, KJZZ News, Phoenix. Republican lawmakers and Democratic Governor Katie Hobbs are scheduled to begin budget negotiations as the state contends with a massive budget deficit. From the politics desk, Wayne Shutsky reports on that. Lawmakers have advanced hundreds of bills at the legislature this week, but very few dealt with the state budget, even though that's the only legislation they are required to pass every year by the state constitution. Arizona House Speaker Ben Toma blamed the governor's office for dragging its feet in budget negotiations. We've finally got an agreement from the governor to meet on the budget at this point, um, which, which, which should hopefully happen this week. So we've been ready to work for some time. Budget analysts at the legislature project the state's budget deficit will reach $1.7 billion by July. The proposal Hobbs presented in January included a series of cuts to balance the budget, including shrinking the state's school voucher program, a non-starter with Republican lawmakers. Wayne Shutsky, KJZZ News, Phoenix. The Peoria City Council has paved the way for the nation's largest semiconductor packaging and test facility to be built in that city. From the business desk, Christina Estes reports on Amcor Technologies' plans. Amcor will build a campus on 56 acres just off the Loop 303. Over 10 years, the company says it will invest $2 billion and add about 2,000 local jobs. The agreement calls for construction to begin by September 2025, with at least 550 full-time workers in 2029. Amcor tests and packages semiconductors for companies like TSMC a microchip manufacturer building plants in northwest Phoenix. Both projects are counting on financial support from the federal government as part of an effort to boost U.S. competitiveness and national security in the semiconductor industry. Christina Estes, KJZZ News, Phoenix. Well, back in the uh, Arizona legislature in the Senate, two Republicans joined with Democrats in voting down a bill that would have banned displays of Satan on public property. The bill passed its first hearings on party lines and was introduced by Christian GOP Senator Jake Hoffman. It is absolutely abhorrent that a satanic memorial statue altar or display or any method or or representation honoring Satan is displayed on public property. Democrats argued the bill is a First Amendment violation. Republican Senator J.D. Mesnard, one of the no votes, says he finds Satanism repulsive, but he doesn't want to single out any one religion. 
Two additional measles cases have been confirmed in the Valley, according to the Maricopa County Department of Public Health. As Greg Hawney reports, they are linked to another confirmed case from earlier this month. The county listed five more locations in the East Valley, including restaurants and a car rental location where people might have been exposed. According to the CDC, about 90% of people who are not immune and come in contact with someone who has measles will become infected. Dr. Nick Staub is the assistant medical director with County Health. He says vaccination is key to preventing the spread. Because transmission had stopped in early 2000s, um, we, we're hoping to get back to that point. So any a single case of measles is, is an outbreak, um, leads to response from public health. Staub said vaccination rates for measles dropped during the pandemic. The World Health Organization says herd immunity for the virus is generally achieved when 95% of the population is vaccinated. Greg Hani, KJZZ News, Phoenix. A shelter in Pima County is scaling back operations amid a federal funding shortfall for migrant and asylum seeker care. From Tucson, Elisa Resnick has more. Since 2019, Tucson's Casa Alitas has provided things like medical care, transportation aid, and temporary shelter to thousands of migrants and asylum seekers. Diego Pina Lopez with Casa Alitas says that's all changing now. Without this federal funding, it's it's hard to do the work at the volume that we've been doing for so long. Pima County officials say the FEMA money that's been sustaining those operations will run out by the end of next month. Pina Lopez says Casa Alitas is laying off more than two dozen employees ahead of that date. They're trying to find ways now to keep providing more bare-bones care. Decrease human suffering, really. And to me, you know, right now the goal is, okay, what can we do for families and how many families can we take care of? Aid groups say around 1,000 migrants a day are coming to Tucson. Elisa Resnick, KJZZ News, Tucson. Well, this week, high school students in Mesa took part in a two-day event aimed at finding solutions to some of the biggest problems in the city. City of Mesa Special Projects Administrator Amanda Freeman says this year fentanyl abuse is one of the biggest issues. So we're asking the students if the city is taking an approach of education and prevention with an emphasis on youth. What are your ideas? Like, how do we get through to you? What is the best way to communicate with our community and with the youth, and what information is missing? Some student ideas from past events have actually been implemented by the city, like planting more trees to provide shade and reduce the number of heat deaths. Seventeen Arizona House lawmakers are taking a trip to Israel in March, putting a pause on the chamber's work. From the politics team once again, here is Cameron Sanchez. The all-expenses-paid trip is funded by a nonprofit called ITREC and was organized by Democratic Representative Alma Hernandez. As first reported by the Arizona Agenda, the delegation includes seven Democrats and ten Republicans, including House Speaker Ben Toma, who defended the decision to travel during the session's busy season. In terms of Israel, I do think it's uh, important to actually see, and there is an opportunity to actually see what's actually what's happening there, what really happened. Telma, a West Valley representative running for Congress, said the trip is not related to his campaign and cited Arizona's history of trade relationships with Israel. No one from the state Senate is traveling with the delegation. Cameron Sanchez, KJZZ News, Phoenix. Well, a new documentary at ASU this week tells the story of thousands of children abducted from Ukraine to Russia since the war began. The Kiev Independent produced the documentary called Uprooted. It features Ivan Matkovsky, a forcibly transferred minor who managed to escape Russian authorities. He's come to Phoenix to promote the screening and through a translator, Matkovsky says he's also here to raise awareness. 
I don't feel like this was my luck. I just feel that it uh, it's my mission, my destiny to be brought back. And my mission now is to share the stories of those children who are not back yet and to be their voices. It's estimated at least 20,000 and as many as 100,000 children have been abducted from Ukraine and deported to Russia since the invasion two years ago. The final screening takes place at ASU's Thunderbird School of Management at 5 p.m. this evening. The Arizona Humane Society is saying goodbye to its Sunny Slope shelter and moving to a new $52 million facility near Papago Park. Humane Society President Stephen Hansen says while the move from the space they've occupied since 1957 is emotional, it was also time. We had a couple of key items that we needed to address, and one of them was central location, and the other is safety at night. We also need to keep our community hospital at Sunny Slope so there was not adequate room, so it all added up to we needed a new campus. Hansen says they are no longer accepting surrendered animals at Sunny Slope. In sports, basketball, Suns return from the All-Star break with a defeat. 123-113, they lose in Dallas last night. Luka Doncic scored 41 points to lead the Mavs, who scored the first 16 of the second half. Suns able to rally uh, thanks uh, to Devin Booker's 35 points. Uh, Not enough, though, in the end as Dallas ties Phoenix in the standings, and they take the season series. Two games to one. Not a good start out of the second half of the All-Star break for the Suns. Baseball, the Diamondbacks, defending National League champions, make their spring training debut this afternoon at Salt River Fields against the Rockies. Tommy Henry will get the ball first as the starter for the D-backs. First pitch at 110. And that does it for this edition of KJZZ's Sun Up, Arizona's morning news podcast this Friday, February 23rd. I'm Phil Latzman. Have a wonderful weekend, and we will do this again on Monday.